the All Out Kentucky Podcast. Short into the arms of Davis and a superior team all season long was a superior team tonight and the Kentucky coronation is complete. Champions 2012. Benny Snell needs five yards to break Sonny Collins' career rushing record. They give it to Benny. Straight ahead. Ten. Five. Touchdown. And a rushing record for Benny Snell Jr. of Kentucky. Welcome in to the All Out Kentucky Podcast. Your home for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football program. I am your host, A.J. Bradley, and I am joined, as always, by my brother and co-host, Sam Bradley. On today's episode of the All Out Kentucky Podcast, we are going to dive into the football roster big time. We've got a lot of new faces coming to town next season, and we are going to get you guys familiar with everybody. We have six guys who have signed and are already on campus for next season. We're going to give you some background and get you caught up to speed with all of them. We then are going to dive into the 14 players who have signed letters of intent for next season. And then we are going to get into the six players that we have gained on our roster via the transfer portal for next season. We're going to get into all that, but before we do, we do need new, do need to acknowledge something. Jeez, I can't even get my words out. It's because I don't like when Sam is right and I'm having a tough time getting the words out, but we do need to give the man some credit because he told you guys on Friday's episode, if you haven't listened, you can go back, check out Friday's episode. We had some breaking news on there. Sam said, we have a new recruit signed for next season for basketball. Cal is working his magic, and Sam had predicted who it was going to be, and this morning, we got some confirmed news. So, Sam, you are the smartest man I know. Please (laughs) inform the people on what transpired this morning and why I'm giving you so much credit right now. (laughs) Well, thanks for bringing us in there, AJ. Uh, No, no credit is is needed here, but... We were right on head with uh, the fact that Adu Thero has officially announced he is a Kentucky Wildcat for the 2022 basketball season. Uh, Extremely exciting news. Obviously, this was kind of in the development stage for the last few weeks. But uh, realistically, AJ, you know, I'm extremely excited. This commitment came to us rather quickly. Obviously, Cal's timeline with Adu really didn't open up until about a month and a half ago, uh, just shortly after the you know postseason play had ended, and Cal ultimately goes out and does a in-home visit, and then <clears throat> week later he offers. Um, about two weeks later, Adu is officially on his K- Kentucky visit. And then two weeks shortly after that, he is confirmed as of today, a Kentucky Wildcat. So obviously a very quick recruiting process for Coach Cal and staff as far as securing Adu Thero's commitment. Um, For those of you that maybe have tuned in to our previous episodes of the All Kentucky podcast, we have broken his game down and, you know, what we're going to be getting out of him. But this is a guy that can come in and, and definitely make an impact as far as, 
you know, just adding depth at that guard position, AJ, obviously that's something that we knew we had to address this offseason with the injuries that we experienced last year with Ty Ty Washington and Severe Wheeler going down. You know, in opportune times, we definitely saw just how we then heavily had to weigh our entire season almost on, you know, our backup guards and no one to then back them up. Uh, so I think it's an awesome commitment that we're getting out of a do just his ability to obviously add depth in both in game scenarios and just in practice. Um, I think this is going to be a player where he actually openly said AJ that he is looking to go somewhere that is going to be for development purposes. He sees the type of caliber players that Cal brings in and then obviously helps develops and gets to the next league as far as the NBA goes. So this is a guy that knows where he stands. He's probably not going to come in and obviously average 20 points. You know, he's going to have to earn some playing time, but don't get me wrong. I'm excited to get him into the mix, excited to get him in on campus and, like you said, I mean, it, this is a, a huge announcement and we are definitely inching our way towards kind of a final roster and we can definitely see it take shape with a dues commitment. Now, AJ, we have 10 scholarship players on next year's roster. Obviously this is something that big blue nation brings up quite often just with coach Cal, as far as why doesn't he use all of his scholarship offers every year? And I think this is, exactly addressing that pain point within the organization of just him utilizing those scholarship offers and making sure that they're being placed, you know, strategically as far as, you know, the depth that we needed. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we've, we've touched on this, um, in previous episodes, but, um, you know, I think Calipari's putting together quite the roster uh, for next season and it's it's taken shape and one thing that we had mentioned was just the fact that um, this roster is being put together quite early on um, as far as a, a timeline would be concerned um, approaching towards next season so to be able to get all these guys confirmed ready to play for next season and starting to get to work over the summer um, really should go a long way in the development of some of these guys and the team in general. So, yeah, just wanted to touch on a do theory there real quick, and then I'm going to throw it back to Sam, and he's going to kick us off, get us started with um, some of the guys who are already on campus for the Cats for the, uh, for the football season, man. It's, it's, it's going to approach us faster than we think, so it's definitely time to get into some of these guys, get you familiar with who they're going to be, and uh, that way you're going to be ready to rock and roll come the fall. Yeah, we've got about three and a half months, and we are going to be watching those Kentucky Wildcats get back onto that bluegrass field and start playing some football, and boy, am I excited. Um, you know, obviously, I think the best place to start is just to get you guys familiar with the faces, as AJ said, that are actually already on campus. So we do have, as AJ alluded to, six recruits that are – Signed, delivered, and on campus who have actually been participating in the spring practices, the spring blue and white game. Um, so some of you maybe are already familiar with these guys, but we want to just bring you up to speed as far as the, the raw talent that we've brought in. Um, so of those six guys, I think the, the most important and vital piece that we've got to cover, AJ, is Keontae Goodwin. Uh, Keontae is a offensive tackle. He stands at the whopping 6'8", 340 pounds. I mean, that is just something you cannot teach. Size matters when we're talking about offensive linemen here. 
and SEC play, and Keontae has that. I mean, this guy is an absolute monster. You go in and you turn on his highlights from high school play, he pancakes just about every single person he comes up against. His raw power and his ability to finish every single play is something that I know Mark Stoops and staff absolutely fell in love with as far as the recruiting process goes. He comes into Kentucky at a just just barely a smidge under a five-star recruit, but he's actually a four-star. He's got a 98% recruiting rating, which is just decimal points under a five-star recruit. So, I mean, this guy is huge for Big Blue Nation, y'all. And um, overall, he's the 38th highest recruit in this year's 2022 recruiting class. He is the number one player in Indiana, and he's the sixth best offensive tackle in the entire class. So, I mean, this guy is an absolute stud. And obviously, with some of the awesome recent announcements that we talked about on last episode, as far as the success we saw with some of our cats go to the NFL, we did obviously, AJ, have to bring in some you know, high-profile recruits to fill that hole and the big blue wall there. And... Keontae's coming at a awesome time, and I think I'm extremely excited for his opportunities. This is definitely going to be a recruit that comes in and has an immediate impact on our program. You know, oftentimes you see the development process needed in offensive or defensive tackles, especially in SEC play, but I think this kid, especially with him coming in and being an early enrollee, and he's been practicing with the team, he'll be ready to go come the fall, and, and that's extremely exciting. Yeah, this this guy's a stud, a hundred percent. And just just to put this in a little bit of a historical context for you guys, um, this 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 kid is rated extremely high. Um, he is a four star, yeah. And Sam alluded to the fact that he's basically almost a five star. And th- this is honestly, if you look back at it, this is one of the highest rated players that we've really ever had come to Kentucky before. Um, you can't teach six eight three forty. He's got quick feet. He's got good hands. Um, it's just it, like Sam said. This guy's going to come in and make an immediate impact. And I really do think that this guy is going to be an anchor on our offensive line for the next three seasons, possibly four seasons, depending on how things shake out. But um, being able to bring in a kid like this and have him as the center of your offensive line is really going to go a long way in in building that. So pretty awesome stuff right there. I mean, super excited that this kid is already on campus. He's already working with the team, uh, getting his feet wet. And like I said, he, he he should be ready to roll come the fall, and you should be seeing him on the field quite a bit. So um, get used to hearing Keontae Goodwin's name over the loudspeaker. You're going to be hearing it a lot in the fall. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another familiar face for some of you guys that we'd love to bring up uh, who did have some flashes of – stardom here early in the uh spring season as well as obviously the blue and white game you may have heard his name come through those speakers with a touchdown catch coming from our next commitment in dan key he is a star wide receiver coming directly from lexington kentucky he sits at 6'2, 190 pounds and again another four-star commitment for the wildcats um Gosh, if you tuned in to that spring ball game, 
you would have saw just the raw potential that this young athlete has for us. I mean, it's extremely exciting to start bringing in some of these more highly recruited wide receivers, obviously to just continue to make our offense more potent. Um, You know, Dan Key obviously isn't the largest statured wide receiver, but that's okay because he makes it up with his ability to see the ball, to create space, his speed. I think the the thing that we're going to love most about Dan Key AJ is just his ability to, like I alluded to, create space, but early and often in those short stint routes. Um, you know, that's exactly how he scored his touchdown in the spring game was just a quick in route, a slant route. And he created about five yards of space just off those first three steps. And that's something that not only at the collegiate level, that's something that NFL scouts love. And, you know, as of it stands right now, obviously he's just coming in as a freshman and he's going to have a lot of work to do, but he's already getting, you know, some murmurs as far as he definitely has that raw potential and skill needed to make it to the next level. Um, he, again, just like Keontae, is going to come in and he is going to have an immediate impact on this offense. I mean, we're going to throw him in, you know, 75% of our passing downs, and he is definitely going to be getting a large majority of the production throughout the year. So it's exciting for his opportunity. He's ready. It's always great to obviously defend your backyard and get those commitments, especially when they're such highly rated recruits like Dan Key is, but this is a player that's going to be kind of fun to watch and fall in love with AJ, especially after losing Wandell. I think, you know, that was just a open hole in all of big blue nation's hearts and, and walks in Dan Key and, you know, already scores a touchdown in the spring game and kind of shows everyone, Hey, you know, Wandell might be gone, but there's a new guy on campus. And I love that. Two things that I wanted to, um, make note of, um, as far as Dan Key goes and, um, one Sam touched on it, but, um, just him being from Frederick Douglass high school and Lexington, Kentucky, and just being able to attract guys who go to schools that are in your state and in the city around where your college is, um, when they're highly recruited, highly rated players, um, says a lot about what Mark Stoops and his coaching staff is doing. And this is what we've been talking about is the fact that they're building this program. They're bringing in more elite talent than they ever have. And um, like I said, it just says a lot when you're able to go pluck those guys from your backyard because, um, you know, you can go out and get all the guys nationally that you want. And that's great. Um, but when those skilled players come through your own state, you need to be there to take them and and get them to come to your school and not want to go venture off and go other places. So the fact that um, Dan is a high highly recruited player and he wants to be at Kentucky and um, that's where he chose to be is is an awesome thing. And then two, uh, just talking about his play on the field, um, being able to get off the line of scrimmage quick those first couple steps. Um, being able to make separation like that, um, that's going to, I think, mesh very well with Will Levis and his, his play. Um, obviously, Will throws a good deep ball. Um, I think he is very good at those quick, intermediate, short passing, um, especially with some of the run pass option stuff that 
teams do and just kind of the way I'm thinking our offense is going to be with um, Rich Gangarello as the offensive coordinator working with Will. I think Dan is the perfect type of wide receiver to come in because you got to be able to move the ball down the field. You got to be able to, to kind of methodically work your way down the field and having a guy like this as a possession type receiver that can get open when you need three, four yards on a third down, you can, you know, run a slant for him or an out route for him and boom, he's got it first down. That sort of stuff, which, um, you know, it goes a long way in being able to win games when you can move the ball down the field like that and you need a guy, in my opinion, on offense at the receiver position who can really kind of bail you out at times and just kind of be that go-to where it's like, hey, boom, two, two, three seconds, boom, out, right to him and stuff like that. So I just, you know... I think their their game's going to mesh well, so I'm excited to see those two get to work and um, kind of see how this kid develops, and hopefully he's able to flourish um, in our offense and really be a big contributor this season and for seasons to come. Yeah, no, absolutely, AJ, and it's definitely going to excite the crowd once they see his ability um, directionally to change because – I think that's going to be the most vital part of his game, especially like you're saying when he's meshing with just the type of offense we're going to be running under Scangarello with Will Levis. You know, we, we talked about earlier on, you know, our previous or podcast of just that, what that offense is going to look like. And like you said, AJ, it's going to be a lot of crossing routes. It's going to be opening up the, the outside for our run game, obviously with Chris Rodriguez being our workhorse in the backfield. And I think one thing that, Dane Key brings for us is just that misdirection, that directional changes that we're looking for to get those linebackers to commit to, you know, his quick routes to where that opens up our possibilities for the run game. So, I mean, it's just, it's definitely like you said, AJ, it's going to mesh great as far as just the early eyes. It tests, it definitely passes all those tests. It's just going to be exciting, obviously, to see the development that Will and Dane will be able to, you know, really hone in on these next couple of months. I'm really thankful that he was a early enrollee and he showed up because now obviously Will and himself can develop that rapport and that, you know, trust that's needed from the wide receiver and the quarterback position. So definitely a win for big blue nation that he was, you know, willing to graduate early and come onto campus. But another big piece of that offense is our next commitment in Grant Brigham. So another monster of a man sitting at 6'6", 302 pounds, who will be adding to the big blue wall, AJ. He is an offensive tackle. He's coming again from Kentucky. And I think this is another opportunity to just applaud the great job Mark Stoops and more specifically Vince Morrow, our top recruiter, is doing for the Kentucky Wildcats. I mean, it is vital that we are defending our backyard with obtaining, you know, the highest rated recruits from the state of Kentucky. And we've been doing it for a while now, but, you know, obviously we always venture out and Vince Morrow does a fantastic job in the states of Pennsylvania and the state of Ohio. But like you said, AJ, I mean, those are difficult places to go in and steal talent from, you know, Ohio, Ohio state, Michigan, Michigan state, when we're talking about the state of Ohio, um, and just to see the the opportunities that we've been able to capture here in our own backyard in the state of Kentucky is just phenomenal. And Grant Brigham is no exception there. I mean, obviously a four-star coming out of Paintsville, Kentucky, which is 
uh, for some of you that are familiar, that's where, you know, we have had some success before and it's exciting to just kind of see the, you know, development there. And as far as just the connection we've had with that program, when you turn on the film and start looking at Grant's game, AJ, the first two things that come to mind is just raw strength and power. This guy's strength is off the charts. I mean, he broke Paintville's strength and conditioning records for the weight room across the board. He's got the bench. He's got the squat. I mean, this guy is just incredible and he's a mammoth at over 300 pounds. But the best thing about his game is to take that raw power, to take that strength and make it agile and fast. And his footwork is incredible. And I mean, this is a guy you put him on the offensive line. He's going to do wondrous things of protecting Will Levis and I, you know, I'm extremely excited. Again, another player that has early enrolled. He's already been on campus. He's already played in the spring game. You know, he's building that trust system, which is extremely important, just like the wide receiver position, but with obviously your quarterback and your offensive line. Um, you know, it's going to be great to have him and Goodwin lined up together. Uh, they haven't fully determined if they're going to be playing inside or outside tackles. So it'll be interesting to kind of see the direction that the coaching staff does take these two position players, but uh, again, you know, another big one for the Kentucky Wildcats and definitely a name that you guys will be very familiar with by, you know, fall. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've already touched on two absolute stud offensive linemen that are coming in for next season. So I think it's clear that the coaching staff is addressing the need because of players who were able to go to the NFL and kind of building for the future. And I mean, I think with Will Levis this year, you really got to try to take advantage of the opportunity of him being here for another season. And um, so these kids are going to be asked to come in and, and learn fast and quick and get on the field and make an impact. And hopefully we can see their development over the course of the year and um, just see them getting stronger and stronger as a unit. Um, and yeah, so next player we wanted to talk about was Andre Stewart. He is a cornerback from Georgia, North Cobb, Kennesaw. He is six foot tall, 169, and he is the number 49 ranked quarterback or cornerback, not so I'm not quarterback, cornerback, I'm sorry, in the class of 2022, and he is a three-star recruit. Um we also, um, as we'll go through this, have some other cornerbacks that are coming in. So um, we'll see how it all shakes out. But um, this kid's a pretty good player, and I'm excited to get him on. Uh, well, he's already on campus. So I'm excited to see how things go for the season. But, um, yeah, Andre Stewart. Yeah, uh, I am excited. Obviously, AJ, you alluded to it, but we have some other commitments at the cornerback position whether it be from the early enrollees which you said Andre Stewart I'm excited about his uh, presence on campus as well as another one that we wanted to touch on is Elijah Reed now he's a three-star recruit coming out of Kentucky again so boom you know defending the backyard he's 6'3 180 pounds we've got a lot of opportunity coming in at that cornerback position which was vital that we address because 
you know, we think back to some of the lapses in our season last year, AJ, it came from our secondary and it's clear cut that Mark Stoops and staff is addressing that inability to adapt last year, specifically with the depth in that position. We saw a lot of injuries happen at the cornerback position where we were bringing in players from all over the field to address that pain point. And it's huge that, you know, here we have two three-star recruits already on campus. We'll get to the transfer portal, but we already have two more from the transfer portal that are going to be ready to play that have in-game experience. And for one of them in conference for a little Easter egg, but it's really exciting to just see that we have recognized our inability to adapt at the cornerback position last year, AJ. And realistically, these are great recruits. These are three-star recruits and nobody, in my opinion, has been doing a better job as of late, as of obviously recruiting and developing like Mark Stoops. He knows what he got out of these guys. I'm specifically really excited about Elijah Reed and his presence on campus. He kind of already showed some um, just early flashes of leadership, to be honest, AJ, with that defense. You know, they actually kind of let him run the defensive sets as far as the cornerback position goes in the uh, spring game. And they let him run the second team defense. And that was really exciting to just see some early development out of him. Um, His ability to, you know, make some end game play calls and adjustments to that defensive front, obviously looking from the bird's eye view in the cornerback position. So uh, really excited about our opportunities here and just, you know, the, overall coaching staff's decision to go out and get, you know, much needed reinforcements here. Yeah, absolutely. I think you did a better job of um, putting that all together um, than I was going to be able to. So I appreciate that, Sam, um, because I was kind of trying to touch on the fact that, um, you know, the cornerback position was a position of need. And I think it's going to be fun to watch these guys come in and compete and kind of see how all the things shake out and what's what what transpires and who ends up being our our go-to guys back there and hopefully we can develop in some of these guys into um lockdown corners and being able to take away some of those explosive players um at the wide receiver position that play in this conference and all over the country so um Good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, I think there was one more player that we needed to touch on um, that was an early enrollee. Correct, Sam? Yeah, we got one left. All right. So I believe we have, and I I am going to apologize if I do not pronounce his first name right. I think I got the last name right, Um, but it's Tomiwa Derugier, and he is a defensive lineman from Middletown, Delaware. He's 6'4", 255 pounds, a three-star recruit, and the 130th ranked defensive lineman in the class. Um, Definitely going to have a chance to be able to come in and compete. Um, We can use all the bodies we can at the defensive line uh, or on the defensive line. Um, So just really starting to build up that position and build up that, um, that group in general and being able to develop multiple guys being able to you know because the defensive line is you know those guys are going hard so you got to be able to sub those guys in and out at times of the game so just having four guys up there is not going to do it you're going to need multiple backups to be able to come in and affect the game in different ways run stopping pass stop or 
pass rushing, um, different things like that. So um, getting a guy like this to come in, um, big body, and uh, we'll see how he develops throughout the course of his career. He should have a chance to compete and get on the field and play. So, Yeah, no, absolutely. I think Derugier is a, a nice add for the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he's able to have an immediate impact. Definitely uh, needing some development and just his overall uh, understanding of just you know how we're going to run an SEC play. But like you said, AJ, you kind of summed it up perfectly. Nevertheless, it's extremely important to add depth there and a player that's obviously ready and able to step in to that opportunity at any given moment throughout this season. You know, obviously, like you said, AJ, it's it's easy to get banged up at the defensive line position and our ability to overcome those obstacles throughout the season is going to be vital for our team's success. Um, so, yeah, a- another huge add for the Kentucky Wildcats. And that actually does sum up the six early enrollees for the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, you know, as we kind of dove into it at the beginning there, we have the 14th overall recruiting class in the entire nation, y'all. That's made up in large part of this core that's already on campus. And the remaining are those 14 individuals that have signed leather and of intents that we're hoping to obviously stay course and arrive on campus here for the fall season. Um, no guarantees there. Obviously recruitment is still open, but they're the, the individuals that help make up this 14th ranked class. And we're extremely excited to obviously let you guys know of some of the, the names that we're hoping to see on campus here in the fall. But overall, I mean, we got to factor this in y'all. I mean, me and AJ are talking about it and it's like, no, that we have the 14th overall recruiting class for football. We're not talking basketball. We'll, we'll get to basketball. We're talking football. This is just a testament to what Mark Stoops has built here with Kentucky. I mean, no one's been better for the job than he has. And it's just awesome to start seeing him, reap the benefits of the success that he's had in this past, you know, 10 year stretch with the Wildcats. And he's starting to bring in some great talents, AJ. And, and, you know, we've seen what he's been able to recruit and develop and place into the NFL and their successes over the last, you know, four NFL draft seasons, it feels like. And realistically, it's been with, I I won't say, you know, middle tier recruits but they've been three stars a few four stars this is the most four stars we've ever had coming in in a recruiting class i mean of these 14 that we're about to just briefly mention on that have signed their letters of intent seven of them are four stars we obviously just went through the three huge four stars that we already have on campus i mean that's 10 already not including the transfer portal and we'll get there guys but Seriously, it's just extremely exciting as a fan that our program is starting to get the recognition that they really deserve overall the successes that we've seen recently. Yeah, I think you guys are going to be super, super uh, amped up, juiced up, excited after we get through these next 14 players uh, once we start talking about them and you're going to get a little bit of a preview of what kind of players some of these guys are and just... um, I think you guys will get a really good understanding of the roster in general um, after we talk about a lot of these guys and just kind of um, 
we'll wrap a nice bow up on it at the end. But I think just just listening to how we describe these players, what positions they're playing, the type of players they are, I think you'll really have an understanding as to where we are headed as a football team and the type of players that this coaching staff wants and kind of the culture and mentality of, of where we're going. Um, not saying it's completely different from where we've been, but like I said, I just think this kind of amplifies it when you start to bring in some of these higher recruited players. Um, I think it just says a lot about which guys they're choosing to bring in um, and at what positions and what kind of impact they're going to be able to have. And honestly, I don't think there's any better place to start than with another wide receiver that's coming in, and his name is Barryan Brown. And he is a four-star recruit from Pearl Cone High School in Nashville, Tennessee. So not too far from Lexington. Got him to come on up from the old Tennessee and snag him. You gotta love when we steal someone from Tennessee's back door. I mean, come on. You have to love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, there's no love lost between us and Tennessee. So being able to take an extremely talented wide receiver from Nashville and bring him on up to Lexington. Damn, it feels good. I got to admit. Um, so to get back to Barian, uh, he is the number 16 overall wide receiver in the 2022 class. So guys, I mean, he's, you know, this is, this, this guy's a stud. Okay. Um, a very highly rated recruit. Okay, nearing up there, getting up towards being a five-star type thing. Um, this guy's an absolutely electric player. I mean, this guy can fly. He's got great hands, and I really do think that he's going to be able to come in and, and make an impact. And um, I think this year you're going to see this. This this has the potential to be the strongest wide receiver group that we've ever had at Kentucky before. Um, Last year, obviously, Wandale was great, and there were times where we just really needed other guys to step up and kind of take that pressure off of him. And I think you're going to see that it's not going to be a one-man show going forward. We are going to have multiple guys out there that can make plays, and Will is going to have options of guys to get the ball to, and it's really going to be about these guys developing and stepping up and stepping into their own and gaining that trust and confidence in Will um, and having him, you know, be able to say, you know, I'm going to throw it to the spot. I know this kid's going there and that'll happen over time. So, I mean, I just can't say enough. Like we are, this wide receiver room is going to be extremely talented and you're going to have a lot of guys in there who are competing and going to work and trying to get better. And it's, it's super exciting to, to see all that talent out there. I mean, even to take a step back for a second, if you look at the NFL game right now, I mean, this offseason was absolutely nuts. These wide receivers in the NFL are getting paid, and they are getting paid fat right now. I mean, it's unbelievable. These guys are completely resetting the market. These teams are going after wide receivers like I've never seen them do it before, and they that position has become more and more and more important with the rules of protecting the quarterback and the quarterback's role being that much more important even though it already was so you're seeing these wide receivers become extremely vital to what these teams are doing and 
it's the same thing in college football. These teams that have absolutely electric wide receivers. I mean, you can go back the last couple of years and look at the teams that are competing in the college football playoff. I mean, they have guys who are they're all their wide receivers are going straight to the pros. I mean, you can look at yep. look at Jamar Chase last year, Justin Jefferson. These kids are going straight from college and making an immediate impact at the pro level. And so, just seeing that we are also saying, hey. We're not going to fall behind. We are. We got Wandale last year. He was here for a year, and now we're going to continue to build this wide receiver group. Um, I love it. Absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just going to take our offense to another level. So um, I know I've spent a lot of time talking about the wide receivers, but uh, Barry and Brown to get back to it. Um, extremely electric player. Can't wait to see him get on campus and uh, get to work. So yeah, um, no, absolutely, AJ. He hit that on the head. Um, you know, the, the next guy that I, I know you wanted to go through, AJ, was likely Tyrese Farabee and, and <clears throat> another individual that has signed his letter of intent with Kentucky um, coming out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he is another four-star recruit edge defender. Uh, I, I know you're probably going to have your two cents to add here, AJ, as far as, you know, who we could be getting out of Tyrese, but I will just like to add that my hopes are that he does end up being a Kentucky Wildcat as he has signed his letter of intent, but his crystal ball is leaning heavily towards a decommitment and a recommitment with Pitt where he is actually from. So just something that we have to keep our eyes on. I really hope that doesn't happen because AJ, I am ecstatic about his presence with the Kentucky Wildcats next season. I mean, he's the 18th overall rated edge defender. Um, You know, he's got a composite score of nearing the five-star range. I mean, this is a immediate impact defender on the edge, which, you know, we don't have to go that far back to see the successes that we've been able to produce the NFL coming at the edge defender position. I mean, we've got one of the most electric edge defenders coming from the Kentucky Wildcats in a long time with Josh Allen. And I mean, we've had a lot of success there. I think Tyrese Farabee is a name that could be much like a Josh Allen. I just think, you know, his raw potential at 6'5", 225 pounds, is extremely rare. Um, And I would love to see him in a Kentucky Wildcat uniform this fall, but I I just wanted to kind of, kick it off with just that tidbit there just to keep everyone level set. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't end up decommitting. I just think it's something that we got to keep our eyes on. Yeah. You know, man, uh, it's kind of funny, but things, things really do, uh, come full, full circle. It's a small world, dude. Um, so I went to school at Michigan state and, um, you know, yes, I am still a much bigger Kentucky fan than I will ever be of Michigan State. And, you know, we don't need to get into that now. But when I went to school there, uh, we did have a pretty damn good football team. And uh, a reason for that was because of the defense. And the defensive coordinator at the time when I went to school was none other than Pat Narduzzi, the head coach of the Pittsburgh university now so um it's kind of funny that uh this kid may end up going there um which you can understand because he's from there um i'd love for him to stay and go to kentucky because i've been getting excited about seeing this kid play um sam kind of brought it up but um 
they call him, his position is edge, which they're using a lot now for players. Um, especially like if you watch the NFL draft last weekend, a lot of the guys would have the title edge and it's just a pass rusher. Basically it's a guy who plays on the defensive line more times than not. They're going to line him up on the outside and, and his job is to really, um, set that edge and rush after the quarterback and, um, you know, that's the position that everybody wants, and you got to have a guy that's effective there that can get after the quarterback on both on uh, the left side and the right side. So, hopefully, this kid um, is going to want to stay. And if he doesn't, that's too bad. But um, if he does, then you know we got a good one. We got a guy who's going to be able to get after the quarterback. So, um, we'll have to keep you guys posted, and, and we'll see where it goes from here. But um, definitely wanted to bring him up because it's a potential that he could still be staying and coming to school next season. So we'll have to monitor that. Um, so the next guy that I wanted to bring up is a player from Spring Hill, Tennessee, and his name is Keaton Wade, and he is a linebacker. And then I kind of wanted to also talk about one more guy tied in with him because it's actually his brother who committed and is going to come on to Kentucky as well. So Keaton is a, like I said, a linebacker, four star, and he is the 19th overall linebacker in the class of 2022. Um, this kid can absolutely get after it. He's got speed. He can get sideline to sideline, which is something that you'll probably hear people talk about when they talk about linebackers a lot, just because that position, you got to be able to cover a lot of different positions. And if guys aren't very quick and can't get sideline to sideline, they can get exposed real quick with wide receivers and running backs and tight ends running out, like crisscrossing and running out routes and just really putting these guys in your position in a tough bind. So um, the linebacker position is extremely important as far as the defense is concerned. And we're getting a guy who's going to be able to come in and really compete and uh, have a chance to make a big impact at that position and I'm excited to to see him go to work and like I said um, his brother also committed to Kentucky his name is Destin Wade and if you look him up he is considered as an athlete he does not have a specific position labeled to him but he did play quarterback in high school in Tennessee um I watched some of his tape. I mean, the kid's pretty electric. I'm not going to lie. So, I mean, dude, he's a he's an athlete for sure. I mean, I understand why they say that. Um, I honestly, I'm not sure if uh, he'll ever be the starting quarterback of Kentucky, but we shall see. It's, it's cool to see a guy like that. I mean, 6'3", 205, he can move. He's a dual, dual threat uh, quarterback, so we'll kind of see how that transpires in the future. Um, but kind of cool that you get two brothers coming in from Tennessee. They come to campus together, and, uh, you know, I think me and Sam can get down with that, right, Sam? Absolutely. I, I, I'm really excited about having these brothers' presence on campus. Destin, like you said, AJ, is just a freak athlete, and so is Keaton. I mean, they both are just incredible. Their speed, their explosiveness. Uh, you know, Destin, like you said, AJ, played his junior year as a quarterback for his high school football team, ultimately comes into Kentucky uh, with a four-star recruiting ranking. And like you said, it's basically he's positionless. It'll be interesting to see what Mark Stoops and staff does with his raw potential and athleticism. Do I see him being our starting QB, starting QB once Levis leaves? 
Probably not, to be honest. But a guy like this is just limitless with what you're able to plug him into. I mean, his experience at the quarterback position makes him that much more of a threat as far as moving him into a specialty position like a wide receiver. Um, I think it's going to be really fun to see what we can kind of utilize him for, especially this upcoming season. But nonetheless, two brothers coming into Lexington out of Tennessee, I absolutely can get behind that. Yeah, so one one thing I did want to note real quick was, um, and I'm not saying that this this kid is going to be this guy, so I don't want you guys to take it this way, but I do want to kind of get your guys' thoughts on this. Um, Rich Gangarello working with the 49ers last year, and they had a player on their team named Debo Samuel, who is a wide receiver, but they lined him up in the backfield a lot, and they loved to run the ball with him, and... I bring that up only because um, Destin is not the only quote-unquote athlete that we uh, have coming in next season. And I only say athlete like that because um, that's just how they're labeled when you go to look at all of their recruiting rankings and all sorts of stuff like that. So um, we do have multiple guys coming in like that. So I just think it's something to note because you have an offensive coordinator who has – worked with an offense and guys who they're able to utilize in multiple ways, not just lining them up as a receiver and letting them run routes. So I think it will be really interesting to see how the offense forms and what kind of roles certain guys get carved out and how Rich and the rest of the staff are able to utilize some of these guys' athleticism and being able to get them the ball in spaces that they're able to be effective with it. So just something that I wanted to point out and something of note that I thought, um, you know, when you're kind of thinking like, well, where are these guys going to play or why, why are we recruiting a guy who played quarterback? Who's not going to actually play quarterback. So I, I just think, you know, give you guys a little context on that and just kind of put your mind at ease a little bit to be like, Hey, these coaches, they're bringing in these players for a reason. And I, I really do believe that they are going to be able to utilize these guys in different ways. And um, it should be extremely exciting to see on full display in the fall. Next guy I wanted to talk about is actually, again, another quote-unquote athlete in Alex Afari. And he is 6'2". 195 pounds. He's out of Westchester, Ohio, and he played at Lakota West High School. He is another four-star recruit coming in for Mark Stoops in the Kentucky Wildcats. And to give you a little background on him, they they again, they say he's athlete because he played cornerback, safety, and linebacker in high school. This kid my my lord man this dude is something else i'm i'm serious being able to play cornerback safety and linebacker and when you read about this guy they think he may be able to do all three at the collegiate level like he is that athletic he is that mobile he can cover guys deep downfield he can cover guys in the middle of the field he can push up and get into the line of scrimmage and get after the quarterback as far as playing the linebacker position is concerned. So you have an extremely, extremely talented guy out there 
um, that you can move around the field and utilize in different ways. And I am just beyond excited to see this kid get on campus and kind of see how he's used because I really do think that this kid can do a lot of different things out there on the field. So it'll be, you know, I'm thinking he'll play cornerback safety position and that's kind of an, an area of concern that we have touched about, touched on already. So we'll see kind of, like I said, we'll, we'll see how all these things shake out, but, um, awesome to know that a guy like that is going to be back there in the secondary and, um, can be utilized in so many different ways. Yeah, AJ. And I, I think, you know, as you alluded to, we've got four guys classified as athletes coming in, uh, with this recruiting class. And it's going to be exciting to just see the versatility of this core and, you know, what the staff does, you know, Alex is going to be a freak athlete for our defense. And I'm really excited for his impact that I believe is going to be immediate for our program. It's going to be exciting to kind of see just the versatility come forth because I think that just creates an opportunity for himself as far as getting, you know, excess playing time this upcoming season. You know, if he's not working out at the safety position, he can move over to cornerback or, you know, that just makes himself, versatile and the fact that you know no matter what I, I really do think that's a player that we need to get to know this season because he's going to be out there for a good majority of the plays yeah no doubt Sam for sure um, so we'll kind of stick with that athlete theme I think covering these next two guys will about wrap up that sort of position so I have two more guys here one being Jordan Anthony he is a player from Tylertown, Mississippi. Um, he's 5'9", 160. And honestly, I was able to find a lot more out about him on the track than I was the football field. I mean, this guy can absolutely fly. I mean, this guy is a speed demon, dude. This guy wheels. Like, there's, I, you know, I could go on all day with different terms about how fast this guy is, you know. Um, he, he He's so fast. He, he makes fast guys look not fast, you know? Yeah, that's a that, that's a uh, longest yard quote there if you, none of you are familiar. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, we'll see, we'll see what this guy ends he up can doing run. for the team. But this guy can, he can absolutely run. run. Uh, so, like I said, we'll, we'll see what they end up doing with him. But, uh, you know, good to get another athlete in the door. And then the last guy uh, in that category is Jacoby Albert. He is... 5'11", 175, and um, this dude is strong, real strong for a 5'11", and uh, he played wide receiver and defensive back in high school. Uh, I I really like a guy who played both those positions. Um, I think that goes a long way in being able to understand, hey, if I'm playing defensive back, I understand what this receiver is trying to do and where he's trying to go and the sort of moves he's going to make and all sorts of stuff like that, being able to understand it from both those perspectives so um you know we'll see what this kid ends up doing but another strong athlete coming in who's able to play multiple positions and you know we'll Mm -hmm. see what ends up happening as far as when he gets on campus and how things work out but like i said it's it's super exciting to just know that we're getting a lot of guys like this coming in competing um it's going to make practices extremely competitive and it's only going to make us better as a team yeah, no doubt. And I think his opportunity with us 
is likely going to be on the defensive end. Like AJ alluded to, he played wide receiver and defensive back. I, I do kind of see him fit in the mold of that defensive back position. Um, you know, at 5'11, 175 pounds, maybe put on a few and, you know, hopefully hover around the 185 range once he's actually on campus. But Jacoby is a really highly recruited individual. I mean, he's getting offers. You know, obviously he signed his letter of intent with Kentucky a while back. However, he got offers from Auburn, you know, Michigan, um, Ohio State. This kid's very highly recruited. His raw athleticism really jumps off the table when you start looking into his opportunities at the collegiate level. And I think this is going to be really exciting, just like AJ said, to wrap it up. But just all these individuals as to what we ultimately do with them and where we plug them in. Yeah, so I think the the last guy I really wanted to kind of go into depth about um, is Dion Walker. And then I think after him, what we'll do is just kind of run you through the last few guys. Um, but I really wanted to kind of get into him a little bit before we do that. So uh, Dion is a defensive lineman, and he is 6'6", 350 pounds and do not let that 350 pounds fool you this guy is a tank he is quick on his feet um, for that yeah sam said it Woo, baby 350 i love it i love it we got some big boys up on that defensive line we are going to be something to be messed with um but actually this kid is a four-star recruit he is the number 40 ranked player on the defensive line for the class of 2022 and um, I think we might have mentioned it last time, but I actually live near Detroit. Um, Dion is from a or played at a high school in Detroit called Cast Tech, and they are, I mean, they're the elite football program in the city of Detroit, and they are a very well run program. They have a lot of guys who go to play collegiately from that high school. Um, they have been a good program for a lot of years. So um, seeing this kid being a high recruit from that school just tells you a lot. He's he's learning a lot while he's playing football there. He's getting better over time, and he's going to come in prepared to Kentucky, ready to work. Um, I kind of said it before, but this kid is very quick for his size. I mean – he really, really is. He does not play 350, but he has the stature of 350, which you just absolutely have to love. Um, and something to note about him was uh, originally started as a defensive lineman through high school. Um, his senior season at Cast Tech, they actually asked him to play offensive lineman and defensive lineman that season. So um, I said it about the kind of thing with the quarter cornerback wide receiver being able to play both those positions. I view this very similarly, a guy who has been able to play both sides of the line of scrimmage, um, him coming in, I fully expect him to be playing on the defensive line, but having that knowledge of playing offensive line in high school, he's just going to understand that position more, and it's really going to benefit him playing defensive line as he matures and grows and being able to develop his game. Um, this this dude's a stud, man. I mean, he's an absolute stud. I, the last thing I had to say was he had a offer from Georgia and he had an offer from Michigan and he chose to come to Kentucky. So there you go. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Yep, exactly. And I was, I was just indicating to AJ that I wanted to add something and that was exactly what I wanted to add. I mean, 
you looked at his recruiting um, classes that, you know, like Georgia, like you said, AJ, Michigan coming after him. And ultimately he decides to, you know, stick with Kentucky. That's extremely exciting. You know, we've had success actually come out of Cast Tech before. Um, and, and it's just exciting to see that Stoops and Vince Morrow able to secure that lifeline coming out of Cast Tech in Detroit. And, really steal from Michigan's backyard. I mean, AJ, you're, you're right there, but Detroit to Ann Arbor is maybe a 30 minute drive. And the fact that we're able to secure some extremely exciting talent, especially at either, you know, the defensive line, or if we do switch them over to offensive line position, um, you know, directly from their backyard. So that's a huge win guys. Yeah, so um, before we move on to the last couple of players, just one more thing that I did actually want to point out to you guys was, um, and Sam mentioned him earlier briefly, but Vince Morrow. I think, I think this kid is the this kid is why we paid Vince Morrow. Why we paid Vince Morrow? Because if you guys remember couple years back and I remember it very vividly because I have a lot of friends who go to Michigan State and they wanted him so bad to come there when Mel Tucker left Colorado to go to Michigan State and you guys saw what Michigan State did last year they completely turned their seat they completely overhauled their program brought in a new coach tons of transfers new players had a great season. The school just dropped millions and millions and millions of dollars to completely revamp all of their facilities and just take football to a whole new level. And they wanted Vince to be a part of that because he was coming to Michigan and coming into Ohio and he's taking their kids and he's bringing them down to Lexington. And this kid right here, Michigan wanted him like no other Michigan State had been recruiting him. They wanted him like no other. Georgia then came in and jumped in and said, no, we want him. And this kid said, no. Vince Morrow's my guy. I'm going to Kentucky. And this is exactly why Mark Stoops said, you're not going anywhere. I'll pay you whatever you want. Get your ass back here. Have a glass of bourbon with me, and let's get to work. And that's exactly what happened. And this kid right here, this is the, this is the culmination of Mark Stoops saying, you pay Vince Morrow, he is worth every single dollar, you get this guy back here, he's not leaving, he's not going anywhere, and you are seeing the type of players we are getting, and we're stealing them straight out of other these, out of the backyards of these other schools, and it's absolutely electric. It's absolutely electric. Yeah. Yep, no, you, you're totally right, and I mean, if Vince Morrow walked in and asked for a raise, and an extension to his contract, I know for a fact Mark Stoops would get the staff at the University of Kentucky to approve it. I mean, this is just – he's incredible. He is <clears throat> irreplaceable at this point. The lifelines that he's been able to build with, you know, the state of Ohio, obviously his pedigree in the state of Kentucky. I mean, it's just – it's incredible what he's been able to do as the lead recruiter for Kentucky. And he is a player's first type guy. And, and you look at the love – that the entire staff, all of Big Blue Nation, but more importantly, the players have for the big fella, it's off the charts. I mean, he is probably the most loved guy in Lexington, and, and it's it shows through and through. AJ, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, his ability to go in and steal from these elite programs in their own backyard, 
I don't think you guys understand how vital that is. And it's extremely hard to do. And he's making it every year look easier and easier. And it's not just the success of the program. It, it can't speak for itself because there's a lot of elite programs at the collegiate level. Vince Morrow is doing the extra mile with all of his pitches to these recruits and clearly having a lot of success. So, yeah, I thought that was a fun opportunity to just sing our praises for the big fella. Yeah, 100%. So um, we got a couple more guys to go through. I'm just going to touch on them briefly, briefly and uh, then we'll move on and get you caught up with the transfers that are coming in. But before we do that, uh, the next guy that we have signed for next season is another offensive lineman. Um, his name is Nicholas Hall. He is 6'5", 310 pounds. He is a three-star recruit, um, the number 45-ranked offensive lineman in the class of 2022. Um, like I said, coming in from Austin, Texas, and just another piece of the big blue wall. Um, another big guy, like I said, 6'5", 310 pounds. You got to love it. There's just another guy that they're going to be able to develop, and hopefully he'll be able to play a big role on our offensive line at some point in his career with Kentucky. The next guy, Quintel Jones. He is a player from Peach County High School in Fort Valley, Georgia, and he plays on the defensive line. He's a three-star recruit, and um, the more I read into him, um, it seems that when he was in high school, his coaches liked to line him up all over the defensive line. You know, a lot of times they'll keep a guy here, there, whatever. They, they love to line him up all over. Um, and from everything I read, he, he made a, a much bigger impact on the game when he got lined up on the inside and kind of forcing that pocket up the middle. And so I'm excited about this kid. I, I think a lot of our linemen are more of the, the edge type players. And I think this kid will have an opportunity to potentially come in and really progress and make an impact um, from that interior defensive line position. Um, next guy, um, Josh Caddis. He is a tight end from Cincinnati, Ohio. Went to Archbishop Moeller High School. Uh, 6'4", 235. So pretty big guy. I mean, that's 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 the size of tight end that you want. Um, he was a good high school player. And one thing to note, actually, is his dad was a tight end for the University of Michigan. So um, obviously has probably learned a lot from his dad playing the tight end position. Um, and, uh, we'll see how this kid progresses again. It's kind of a common theme as I keep saying that we'll see how they progress, but, um, you never know how some of these players are going to come in. Um, but definitely going to have opportunities to make a name for themselves if they, if they do a good job and really work hard and, and continue to develop over time. Um, Another player, one more wide receiver, actually, um, Brandon White. He is a 5'9", 3-star recruit, and he also went to Archbishop Moeller High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. So he was a teammate of Josh Caddis. <laughs> Gotta love that. Um, a wide receiver, tight end combination coming in from the same high school. So obviously they're going to be familiar with each other. Um, and 
obviously recruiting those guys, they were able to see them play together and what kind of impact they were able to have. So we'll see how they're able to utilize those players in the Kentucky offense. Super exciting stuff. One more defensive lineman to get to. His name is Noah Matthews. He is 6'5", 250 pounds. He is from Bridgeville, Delaware. Three sides. Good Lord, I'm fumbling over my words. Three-star recruit. And he's got good size and speed, honestly. Um, He definitely could use some development. I think he's more of a raw player. Um, But... You know, we'll, we'll see how he how he develops. I think um, being around this team and the coaching staff, he should be able to develop into a nice player. But like I said, he's definitely more of a raw, raw type talent, which is why he's a three star. But there's definitely potential there for him to develop into a better player, which is why I think the coaching staff is kind of taking a, you know, a chance on him, um, and we'll see how it works out. And then the last player that we have coming in for next season is actually a kicker. Woohoo! Jackson. Booyah. Yeah, booyah. Jackson Smith, um, Boyle County High School, Danville, Kentucky. You got to love a hometown uh, guy coming in to kick your field goals for you. So obviously, he's Absolutely. not going to be the field goal kicker next year. So we'll see what, what ends up happening, but he's going to be on the team next year. He's the 14th ranked kicker in the country in this class. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening in the future. But yeah, that is the 14 commitments for next season. Obviously, we touched on one of them potentially. Um, not coming here and potentially going to Pittsburgh. We'll see what ends up happening. So maybe 13. Um, But then we also have the six guys that are already enrolled and on campus. So we got about 19, 20 guys that we've gone through already. And Sam, why don't you take us through the next six players that we have acquired through the transfer portal? Yeah, absolutely. We'll get you guys out of here pretty briefly after we just cover some of the transfers that have uh, committed to the Kentucky Wildcats for next season. Uh, Our current transfer ranking in the entire nation is actually 23rd overall as far as the recruits that we have been able to bring in via the transfer portal. Um, Again, to stick with the theme that we focused on earlier, two ones that jump straight off the page are individuals that are coming to us at the cornerback position. You know, as we alluded to last year, AJ, we we really had to address that position and it's been awesome to add that depth and versatility going forward. Uh, So to start, we've got Jordan Robinson coming in to us from Appalachia state. He is a six, three, 190 pound, Basically, no star recruit, AJ. Uh, Not a lot of intel on this individual because Jordan didn't get to play much last year. Uh, But it is exciting, obviously, just to add the depth that we needed there. But more importantly, we also bring in Keandron Smith. Thank you. Sorry about that. And he's another cornerback, 6'2", 180 pounds. This one I'm extremely excited about. Uh, I remember the buzz coming around his announcement to come to Kentucky because this is actually a in 
SEC transfer. He's coming to us from Ole Miss. He previously was a four-star recruit, AJ, so this is a big one. Uh, you know, his 2021 season stats, he had 31 solo tackles, 65-plus total tackles. He had two forced fumbles, two interceptions, and three pass deflections. I mean, obviously, he kind of spread himself out. He was able to be versatile and really show his impact on a game-in and game-out status. Um, his experience, obviously, playing within the SEC at Ole Miss last year is – irreplaceable he's coming in it with an immediate impact for the Kentucky Wildcats secondary which is going to be massive as we said Um, definitely going to be able to start some games for the Kentucky Wildcats next year and that's extremely exciting Um, and like we said I mean it's just one more piece to the puzzle that we needed on you know the, the secondary defensive end of our team yeah, and um, this guy got better year after year, uh, or year over year at Ole Miss. <clears throat> Continually started more games year over year, and um, by the end of his third season was was starting every game. Um, so, like Sam said, he's going to come in and be able to make an immediate impact on our defense in addressing a need, an area of concern for our defense big time. Yeah, no doubt. And I guess the next two that I'll go over are coming to our wide receiver core. First of which is Javon Baker. He is actually transferring to us as far as it goes from Alabama. So that's extremely exciting. Um, Javon wasn't able to carve out a consistent role with the Crimson Tide last year. He's 6'1", 196 pounds. Again, a previous four-star recruit that committed to Alabama. And after the 2021 season, he only was able to rack up seven receptions for 101 yards and one touchdown. He was a sophomore last year as he retroded his first season. And obviously, he's just looking for a more consistent role. Kentucky's going to be able to provide that. I really do think he's going to be able to carve out that desired role with our offense and it's extremely exciting obviously he got to play alongside some very highly recruited individuals with the offense that Alabama had last year um then to tie that in to the next individual we've also brought in Tavion Robinson he is another big recruit that we are able to uh, obtain from the transfer portal he's 510 He's 180 pounds. He is a ball of speed. He is also a four-star recruit transferring to us from Virginia Tech. He was Virginia Tech's number one wide receiver last year, AJ, and he is stepping away and coming to be a Kentucky Wildcat. It's extremely exciting. He has, like I said, that breakaway speed. I mean, you go turn on his tape, he catches the ball, and if he's in open space, AJ, no one is going to catch him. He is in the end zone. He's got six. And that's why last year alone, he had five touchdowns. I mean, it's going to be really exciting, the offense that we have next year. And plugging this piece into the puzzle, I really do think if we can get him the ball into open space, a lot like we did with Wandell. Like, I mean, he's 5'10, 180 pounds, AJ. We ran plays and schemes all year last year. I mean, I've got one vividly stuck in my brain because it just gets me so amped up was during that Citrus Bowl championship 
when we had to go down and go 67 yards. And all we did, we, we just ran a little under wheel route for Wandell, who then shot up the side of the uh, out of bounds. And he was able to catch the ball at maybe the 10 yard mark out route. And he was able to literally create space for 50 yards and get it all the way down to the two yard line. Those are the types of plays that we're going to be trying to run for Tavion. And that's really exciting. Um, He had 559 yards, 44 receptions last year. This is definitely going to be an an immediate impact player. And that kind of runs through and carves out the wide receiver core that we've got for next year. Obviously, a lot of fun, exciting pieces, as you can see with Rich Scangarello at the helm there, calling the offensive plays. He's going to have that versatility, that speed that we really want to see. It's clear the direction that we're taking this wide receiver core, um, and that kind of rounds out the entire core. So it's, it's really exciting what we're going to be able to do next year on the offensive front with these guys. Yeah, so just just a few things that I wanted to note, and um, really about Javon Baker, um, it's really not an indictment on him um, to the fact that he really couldn't carve out a consistent role at Alabama. Um, They've had some pretty elite wide receivers come through there the last couple of seasons. I mean, Devontae Smith just won the Heisman Trophy. Um, The Lions just took um, the other kid, um, Jameson Williams, Jameson Williams with, um, with one of their first round, uh, first, first round picks. So these guys, it's not an indictment that this kid didn't carve out a role. It's not like he's a bum or anything like that. He's a talented player. He got recruited to go to Alabama for a reason. Okay. So hopefully we can carve out a role for him here. And like Sam said, Tavion Robinson, um, not the most staggering numbers in the world, but, um, Virginia tech also runs a pretty wacky whatever they're they're they are what they are they're whack whatever <laughs> um but yeah we should be able to use, utilize this guy he's he's a great player and um one thing about him he is an electric punt returner so do not be surprised if you see Tavion Robinson next year fielding punts for us um definitely going to be able to try to get this guy the ball in open space and do not be surprised if he catches one and uh, next thing you know, he's banging his head on the goalposts because he's got that kind of speed. Yeah, that that's definitely a great point. I, I really do think he's going to be utilized for special teams as well, AJ. So that's going to be an exciting piece for his, you know, opportunity and production with us next year. And then kind of to, to round out the transfer portal and the success that we've been able to see are two fantastic, Two defensive linemen coming to us. Uh, One to start is Darian Henry Young. He's a defensive lineman coming to us from the Ohio State. Blah. But anyway, he is 6'4", 279 pounds. He's a previous four-star recruit. He redshirted in 2020 and then was actually, at the time, of his recruitment process was the number two overall recruit in the state of Ohio. Obviously guys, the state of Ohio produces a lot of amazing high school, talented football players. So that, that is alone a huge exceptional status as far as the type of caliber player we're bringing in with Darian Henry young. He's going to be really exciting. Obviously he's got experience at the collegiate level playing for Ohio state 
And I think he's going to be able to be an individual that we plug directly into our system. And to follow that up, we have one more defensive lineman in Tayshawn Manning coming to us via the transfer portal from Auburn. He is, again, a 6'4", 270-pound defensive lineman. Previously was a three-star recruit. He was actually recruited as an offensive lineman, which I thought was interesting, AJ. And then once he went into Auburn's uh, system, they transferred him over to the defensive line. It's going to be just interesting to see if we stick with that route or, you know, just if we explore our opportunities with his versatility as far as the offensive-defensive line. Obviously, he's got the size needed. What I really liked when I turned on the tape about Tayshawn was just his overall pure athleticism. I mean, he can move for a lineman and that's extremely efficient and effective on the defensive line. So it's going to be interesting what we can do with him. Um, And that kind of rounds out the core that we got from the transfer portal. The only individual that we haven't covered, which I'll just throw, you know, his name in the hat is Deuce Hogan. Uh, Maybe you guys remember this, but he actually transferred quite a bit ago. So it's kind of fizzled out. Uh, Deuce is actually a quarterback who has transferred to us via Iowa. So I thought that was really funny, AJ, because you probably remember, you know, we beat the brakes out of Iowa and we take the Citrus Bowl championship right out of their fingertips. And no later than a week later, AJ, Deuce Hogan, their backup quarterback, actually transfers and commits to be a Kentucky Wildcat. I thought that was kind of the cherry on top, just stealing your uh, quarterback room. But it's exciting. He's a 6'3", 197-pound quarterback. He's obviously great size. He's got good vision, um, good feet. He was previously a three-star commit. Obviously, the reason I bring up him last, AJ, is that we've got our stud, we've got our stallion, and we know who's running in this race next year. And that's Will Levis. So, you know, Deuce is obviously going to have an opportunity to just add that knowledge and experience to the quarterback room. Uh, you know, that's that's irreplaceable, guys. It's still a great add. Obviously, this will be Will's last year. So we'll just kind of see, you know, if Deuce is ultimately an individual that's able to carve out that starting position and fight for that spot. But uh, again, just a, another nice add as far as the transfer portal goes. And that kind of runs out the core. Yeah, so I just wanted to um, give you guys a quick comment about Darian Henry Young, the defensive lineman transfer from Ohio State. I actually watched his introductory press conference when he was introduced as a Kentucky Wildcat, and this kid is extremely excited and motivated to be here. He's here already. He's getting to work, and um, Like Sam said, he's going to make an immediate impact on the team, and I think he is super excited and fired up to be here. Um, Things didn't work out necessarily for him at Ohio State um, as he would have liked, so a fresh start, a good place for him to be and uh, able to make an impact. I'm excited to see what he has to offer. And, uh, yeah, real quick on on Tayshawn Manning. Um, Started every single game last season at Auburn, so... um, Obviously, he's got experience and um, has played SEC football before, so bringing a guy like that over um, goes a long way as far as everybody else on that defense and um, just kind of raising the level of everyone's play. So, 
yeah, we have now gone through, I think, 26 different players that will be on the Kentucky football roster next season. So it is super exciting stuff. I can't wait to see all these guys get to work. I mean, we saw a little bit in the spring game. Obviously, a lot of these guys we talked about weren't out there, so it'll be fun to see how all this stuff transpires over the next couple months and heading into the actual season. Um, But definitely give you guys a chance to get to know some of them and get excited about what is to come during the fall for football season. That is all we have for today's episode of the All Out Kentucky podcast. You can follow me, AJ, on Twitter at Andrew John Bradley. You can follow Sam there as well at SamBrad66. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at AOKentuckyPod. Thank you for listening. We appreciate those of you who have been tuning in. This is the sixth episode. We are continuing to learn and grow through this process and trying to get better at this and continue to bring you guys all of the good information and news regarding the Kentucky Wildcats football and basketball program. Share the podcast, follow the podcast, like the podcast, Send it to your friends. Everything that you can do helps us tremendously. And like I said, we appreciate you all tuning in and listening and continuing down this journey as a Kentucky Wildcats fan. And Sam, I think that should do it. So I appreciate your time tonight, and I will see you next time, my friend. Thanks, y'all. There's only one thing left to say. Oh! C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats.